0: We want to come to our time this morning with our young ones to kind of go through our our weekly catechism. And this week we were doing kind of a part two of uh, question four and question five. Those two questions in our catechism went together. Question four was, how and why did God create us? And last week we answered, uh, God created us male and female in his own image to glorify him. And that's really kind of the uh, the burden behind the song we just sang right here, to glorify Him. Every verse of this song, all of creation, all of the world, all men, hallelujah, praise Him, glorify Him. The Father, Spirit, and Son, the, the Godhead three in one, all praise Him. Why? Because God created us, male and female in His image, to glorify Him. And as we gather together, that's, that's what we're longing to do. Now, this past week, The follow-up question, how and why did God create us, is, and what else did God create? And so I'll just take a moment here and we can all do it together. Uh, For those of you who haven't learned, what else did God create, answer? God created all things and all his creation was very good, very good. God created all things, and all his creation was very good. So uh, we'll continue to work on that one as well. This week, we introduce another one to our families. Question number six. And again, these are piggybacking off of one another. And the question this week is, and it's appropriate for all of us, even as adults. How can we glorify God? We were made male and female in his image to glorify God. How can we glorify him? The answer is, by loving him. And obeying his commands and law. So let's take just a moment here. We'll do it together. I'll read the question. You say the question together after me. Then I'll read the answer. And then you say the answer together after me. We'll do this one or two times. Then make a few comments on it. that I hope will stir us in our homes this week. So, question. How can we glorify God? Answer. By loving him and obeying his commands and law. One more time. How can we glorify God? God? By loving him and obeying his commands and law. Very good. I know y'all can't see back there, but down here, it's just a joy to see our young people who are, um, you know, participating and and taking these things to heart. You know, this week, I want to ask a question that I, I... Honestly, as I ask you, I'm not going to ask anyone to answer out loud, so let me free you of that burden. It's not even a question I would want to answer out loud, but for our young kids and our big kids, how many times this week did you think about God? On each day, just think about it. I know what my boys tend to think about, I know what I tend to think about, and God is somewhere in there, but how many times in a given day would you say that you were thinking about God? Would it? be 20 times? 10 times? 5 times maybe? Got, got quite a few over there. 2 times? Hey, that's better than a lot of people. Praise God for that. Praise God for that. The reality is, and some of our big kids will understand this, we tend to be pretty forgetful people. And as you get older you get more and more forgetful. But part of our human condition is we tend to be forgetful and forgetful about God, and what I hope we'll be thinking about this week is that there's really nothing more insane than forgetting God. Let me, let me ask it this way. I'm going to start with our little kids, and I may bring you big kids into this as well. Let me ask you a question. What do you know about who God is? Tell me some things you know about God. We've talked about some in the catechism. I know there's some things you know about God. What are some things you know about God? Awesome. That's a, that's a catechism man right there. He's created all, all things. He's the creator of everything. We were talking about this on the way in this morning with our uh, this. What about this over here? Yep, he created it. What about the road? Yep, he created it. What about. Of course, with a six-year-old, there's bigger questions with that. But he created all things. That's massive. What else do we know about this God? Spoke it into existence? Massive, yeah. He died on the cross. He sent his son to die on the cross. Why? Why, Why did he have to die on the cross? Yeah. yeah, because we're sinners. We sinned against who? Against God. And God is the one who said, Listen, you deserve to die forever in hell, but I'm actually going to send my son to die on the cross in your place. Can you imagine that? I mean, that's a massive reality. He's the creator. He's the savior, the redeemer. He spoke everything to exist. It's just a couple more things. What what else can you tell me about this God? All right. All right. In his wisdom, he's created all things for a purpose, to unite us together in Christ, to give us to Christ as a family. Very good. What about the attributes of God? Just give me a couple. He is omniscient, he is holy, I heard. What else? Faithful. The point we're trying to make here is, is there anybody else in all the universe that we know who can, is even one of these things? And yet God is creator, holy, righteous, just, perfect, the savior, the redeemer, sovereign over all things. There is none like him. It is the height of insanity that we would forget one like this. But that is the struggle we face. When you think about, even just for a moment, he's the creator of all things. He's the one who sent his son to die on the cross. He's sovereign. He's holy. He's wise. He's righteous. He's just. Just even uttering them, it should begin to spark even in our hearts just praise Like, goodness gracious, I'm getting caught up in it. I just want to praise. That that should stir up. And the fact is, God longs for that. God has revealed himself to us in these glorious ways so that it would stir our hearts to worship. He made us to awe before him, to be captivated by him, and to worship him. He wants us to be a people who think about him, who love him. And then the question is, well, how do we express that love? Well, there's a bunch of different ways, but one of the things the Bible's clear on is our obedience. Just obey God. Just like with your parents. Sometimes you obey your parents just because they're your parents, just because you love them. You do things just because. Not because you get anything out of it, but because you love them. Obedience is not something we do and in hopes that God will pay us something back for it. It doesn't work that way. The only The only thing we get from God is Jesus. That's the only thing we have in our relationship to have a closeness with God. It's Jesus, not obedience. Obedience is done not to try to get something from God. It's done because we love God. And that's what we'll be thinking about a little bit more this week. Obedience to God is a way that we glorify him, that we express our love to him, that we express God we are thankful for you sending your son to dying on the cross, that you created us in your image, male and female, to glorify you, that you are holy, that you are sovereign, that in this crazy world, I can trust you are faithful, and you are good. So we'll be thinking about these things more this week, and my hope, my prayer for my own soul, for my family, and for yours, is that maybe God will use these discussions to stir in our hearts, maybe less of a forgetfulness of who God is, more of a, we're thinking more and more of the glory and the greatness of God, of loving him and obeying him more and more.